The South Congress podcast is a lifestyle show that sometimes crosses over into mature territory. The views expressed are those of the hosts and guests who come from different backgrounds and experiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's the South Congress podcast, episode 78. My name is Cameron. And I'm Tristan. Boy, we did a lot. Um, This is like... We we did a show last week, which mm-hmm. we had a bunch of information on, but we get more hey, information. I said, "Hey, watch this movie." Oh, <laughs> and you I was were like, like okay. and "We're not gonna talk about that yet." Oh, yeah, yeah. I was like, "Hey, watch this movie," and you're like, "Okay." So you watched it and you hated it. I was um, so mad, but I think hated it for the right reasons. Yes, but the funny thing was, I actually wasn't going to watch it. I was gonna have you watch it and then have you review it and say, "Well, I didn't see." <laughs> but no, I um. Uh, oh, we would have been fine if you did that shit. No, for real. What I happened? Throwing you out that window right there. I wasn't gonna watch it, and then like it got closer to it. I was like, that wouldn't be cool. So this morning, uh, me and Banner, I woke up to feed him, uh, and we ended up laying down for like two hours. Like we just lay down on the couch. I watched like an Arkham City or an Arkham Knight Easter egg video. Mm-hmm. I watched it for like two hours and I was like, well, I guess I could watch that little 30 minute movie I made Peanut watch. Yeah, you kind of should. <laughs> and then I'm laying there with Banner. I'm like, Banner, cover your eyes. This is a horror story. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, we'll get into that. What's, what, tell us about your week, man. It's pretty good. Uh, you know, we had the first week of school. We also had our first game um, this past Friday. Um, we played Round Rock McNeil. Shout out to Mike Reynolds. He Where coached- did you play? We played in Del Valley. Okay. Yeah, we the first the next the first three games on schedule were at home, and so keep going. Oh, I'm and so things as we talk. Yeah, and so we had a home game, and uh, we you know they, they gave us a hell of a fight. You know they had that's a pretty um, decent they had a couple of decent players, um, but we, you know we got the victory forty seven twenty nine. I'm telling you guys. Y'all, y'all need to come out. You need to come out to a game and see our quarterback that we have. He is nice. His stats for the uh, for that game were uh, twenty two of 30, 271, 271 yards, three touchdowns, eight rushes for forty five yards, and two touchdowns. So he he accounted for pretty much. He was involved in just about every single touchdown we had. Like he had some part in it. But like I said, it is just crazy. Um, but other than that, I mean, like I said. I mean, that's pretty much been it. Now we're getting ready. Uh, next week, we have at home uh, against Pflugerville Connolly. How was your week? Also, first week of classes. Um, what was crazy, I've only been at this campus since November. So technically, like when I moved in, classes were pretty much over because mm-hmm. it's Thanksgiving. Students are kind of around. Um, you know, it's a newer building, so there weren't a whole lot of classes in here. And basically, once you finish with Thanksgiving, it's damn near finals, right? So there weren't a lot of people around. Um, and then you have spring semester where you're going to have less than the fall because, you know, people, some people don't do well. Some people transfer out um, for different reasons, but it's going to be a lower enrollment than the fall. Yeah. Um, so this is really, and in summer you have classes, but it's always less classes. This is my first fall at a campus because before I just worked at the administrative building, right? Mm-hmm. I got here Monday. There were so many kids. There are kids everywhere. It's crazy. Go home, losers. Um, they're just they're, they're all in the halls and they're all in the all the little study rooms and they're walking around I'm like wow. They there are children here and again like they you know 
they're really 18 and 17. And I'm just <laughs> like, wow, look at these babies. Um, I actually, so I go to a class on Tuesday. Uh, one of the things I said I wanted to do this semester was I want to sit in on a bunch of classes. So when I'm advising my students into classes or helping them set up a schedule, I can let them know what they're getting into. I can give them an idea of what they're like what the content's going to be, how the teachers are. And the biggest thing is I'm doing it for this one class. It's a um, it's a humanities course mm-hmm. that they can take instead of um, a student development course. And you guys know what I'm talking about. Some colleges call it student development. Um, some colleges call it uh, freshman interest group. That's what it was when I was at UT. Um, some call it freshman seminar. You know, the class you have to take your first semester, your first year. Basically, all the freshmen get to know each other so they can fuck. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Um, <laughs> So this one is like a um, a great questions class where they um, they'll study a book and talk about the ins and outs of it, how it relates to society, you know that kind of stuff. So I went to the class on Tuesday mm-hmm. and we had a meeting. So I got to the class a little bit late and I walk in and everybody turns around and looks. I'm like, oh god, why am I here? Um, and I just told the instructor, I was like, hi, I'm an I'm um, I'm an advisor. I want to sit in on the class. Um, if that's okay, um, I want to sit in on Thursday. She was like, sure. So I show up on Thursday, um, you know, and I have to like introduce myself because like, I guess I'm like, you know, a person who works here. Mm-hmm. I told her, I was like, you know, I'm, I'm Cameron, um, the advisor for, uh, you know, these different, uh, these different disciplines, um, you know, graduated from UT way back in 08. Um, this is the last time you'll ever have to see me in a belt because <laughs> I like kind of, you know, I did my hip old guy outfit where it had like the, the belt and the little jeans and the button up shirt. Oh, I bet you did. Yeah. I was With a little camel toe and shit. Wow. Um, so yeah, but I'm Weird never, division sign. they're only going to see me from now on in like, you know, like joggers or whatever I actually wear. So, so your short cool. shorts, um, intri- no, I'm not wearing shorts. Yeah, you are. I've never worn shorts to, to work. I happen to be in my office in shorts right now, but, um, <laughs> But no, it, it was fun talking to them and getting getting to kind of know where their minds are. Like, not everybody's a freshman. Um, mm-hmm. So some of them skewed a bit older. But yeah, just getting in the classroom setting, like talking to adults about life was, was really cool. So uh, I look forward to doing that every couple of weeks and finding different classes to sit in on just to see how all this works. Um, outside of that, what else did I do this week? Oh, so not only was it the first week of classes, first week of football. Um, went to a UT tailgate, um, went to a few of them, caught up with my man, Ronnie. You guys have heard him on the show. Um, actually linked up with Joe and Ashley from this week's episode of, I just want to tell stories. Uh, got together, had some drinks, had a bunch of barbecue. My man, Michael Hara from the first, uh, South Congress interview, uh, got with him and his family. So it was a really good time. Um, I think that was about my week. Did I do anything interesting? No, that's that was about much. it. I think, yeah. Um. So yeah, where do you want to start? Who do you want to start with? Uh, uh let's try. Let's try and go from I guess. Mm, it's like Jay Z first. Sure, we can get that out the way. Um. So there's been a lot of back and forth on Twitter and elsewhere about jay-z signing a deal with the nfl to uh play a strong role in their on their entertainment side and people feel like jay-z who was outspoken about the treatment of the colin kaepernick's and the eric reeds 
people feel like it seems disingenuous now because um, of him kind of bypassing, you know, efforts to make sure Colin Kaepernick was treated fairly um, to basically get a job with the NFL to get some money out of him is how people feel. Um, we've kind of, I think we've talked about it, but we're also like, well, we understand this is a thing that needs to play out, um, before we have any real judgment on it. (laughs) So what does Jay-Z do? (laughs) Jay-Z, as a press release, they basically says, um, and I'm, I'm indeed paraphrasing, but it's for the sake of entertainment Mm because the show's supposed to be fun. Yeah. He says, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna make change. By writing change on the front of a Rockefeller shirt, <laughs> we're going to sell them to you. And who's going to help us? Megan Trainer. Holy shit. We're going to, me and Megan Trainer and Rhapsody are going to get together and we're going to sell you $35 t shirts for social justice. Um, that's kind of how it seems right now. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what do you think about that? That's a very bad look. I mean, I, I'm trying to understand, like, you know, what's the whole reason for getting with Megan Trainer? Does he just want messy white women, or what, what does he want? I mean, I think that— Or is that just, like, appealing to the younger crowd? Trying to get into that mindset, he can't just really bring state property out. He can't say, hey, me and Beanie Siegel and Petey yeah, Crack. That would be dope, yeah. I, I, I would be hyped for that. <laughs> are gonna, I would be hyped if we did that shit. going to do all the NFL halftime shows. I would be very hyped if we did that. You can't bring a guy named Mac Mittens to the— day. <laughs> Why but no, not? I think I think it was you know if 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 that's what you're pushing, I do think that you have to present acts who are friendly, relatable. I guess I, I I'm not justifying any of what we're seeing from Jay Z. I'm just trying to get that kind of sounds like gentrified acts so far. It sounds not great. I yeah. think we still need to let it play out. But boy, are these mm-hmm. jokes gonna fly. Oh, they should. Um, but yeah, I don't know what Jay Z's doing right now. But again, they told us chestnut checkers peanut. So. Let's wait till the <laughs> move the night to, to White Seven and then have the rook do the, I, I don't know, Josephine Johnny on the castle. And I, I don't know, but whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, outside of that, actually, we talked about Jay Z. There's something else you said you wanted to talk about. I mean, since we're on the NFL, let's talk about uh, your boy Larry Johnson. <laughs> Larry Johnson. Mm-hmm. Who is probably the third? I mean, is he the third best running back ever for the Kansas City Chiefs? Top five. Absolutely. I mean, I got Jamal yeah. Charles and Priest Holmes, and then yeah. isn't the, the, Thurman Thomas was a bill? Yeah, he was a bill. So yeah, they mm-hmm. had somebody who was good back then. But anyway, he's in that upper echelon of, of Chiefs running backs. Uh, mm-hmm. Larry Johnson had a lot of great years. Um, do you have the Larry Johnson tweets? I don't. I remember I was looking at him and I saw he was responding to a lot of people. He's responding to everybody. I can get the which Larry is crazy. Johnson tweets. Um, yeah. Basically, Larry Johnson has gone full hotep. <laughs> like, like, I, like I don't know how else to really to really put it. Larry Johnson said, uh, and I, I don't think he's taking the tweets down. As a matter of fact, no. Because I mean, like um, I said, he, he's which the, I guess that's okay. Go ahead. There is an effeminate agenda going on amongst the NFL and NBA elite peddled by high-ranking masons and handlers to indoctrinate the heterosexual sports world without them knowing for the buying power of the LGBTQ community. But we're not ready to have that conversation yet. First off, whenever a nigga says we're not ready to have that conversation yet, he's Mm -hmm. talking about a conversation that is not worth having 
every single time without fail. Nobody has ever said anything important and then said, you're not ready to have that conversation. Because you know what you're saying when you say that? Hmm. I don't have the information, the wherewithal, or the material, or the evidence to actually have this conversation. When people say, I'm here to make you think, nine, nine out of ten times they don't mean that. They're here to put some bullshit out and get their shit off and then walk out the picture. Yeah. I, like I told you about a guy before, this show who likes to throw rocks and hide his hands. <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah. With, with that being said, um, let, let's keep going. NBA, the Vogue fashion show. Now you get uh, for the team bus and car to the locker room. So basically, the walk you see before mm-hmm. uh, the game starts of the guy walking through the building in his coolest outfit. Um, most of the outfits you think for sixteen-year-old boys, not six-six, uh, three hundred-plus men. The softening of play, mm-hmm. everyone's a three-point shooter. Noticeable weight loss to fit the feminine archetype. Like, what? The three-point shot is gay? <laughs> I, I, I think he's I think he's referring more to like like no, nobody's playing inside and hard versus mm-hmm. like, you know, like in the from like the last time we saw it was like, you know, with Hakeem, uh Lakers, Shaquille O'Neal. Um, you know, David Robinson, those kind of guys were they were playing uh, low in the paint and, you know, they, they were getting down and dirty. Whereas like now everybody even like, you know, everybody's like six foot eight, seven feet tall. Like they all want to shoot threes. I think that's what he's kind of talking about right there. So can we talk about the irony of this? OK. The softening of play mm-hmm. is his big issue. He's talking like he has CTE. Like, like literally. Well, we don't. We won't know it until he's dead. If he has, if he we, does, we know it. Do, do, do <laughs> we won't know. These, do you hear these tweets? We know it. I, I, I do. Okay, so here's a thing that I don't necessarily disagree with, mm-hmm. but it's also bullshit. Okay. <laughs> the NFL. Michael Sam's was the gauge to see where society was at. It was planned. Um, commercial too aggressive men. Having a powder blue pink cupcake business. He's talking about, uh, it's funny who he's talking about. Mm-hmm. So he's talking about Michael Griffin and Brian Arakpo. Yeah. You know who the third partner is? Who? Twin. You know Brian Henson? Yeah, yeah. Like my boy, like who, it's funny. I, I have no like money in this business, but we also like talk about business stuff with them because um, <laughs> yeah. he reached out to me to um, about. I hate to give away information like this, but basically the Just guys be careful who, with it. The guys who run that business are interested in getting into the the e gaming uh, industry, yeah. And I, that, they may have contacted me about announcing for that, so that could. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'm so cool sometimes. I like it. Um, but anyway, enough about that. Yeah. Um, feminine behavior over little things like helmets. Um, talking about Antonio, Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown, but that's just Antonio Brown just being a diva. I mean, that has nothing to do with anything. That that's just him just yeah. being just um, him being a bitch the same about it. Fashion show um, archetype uh, with only receivers, quarterbacks, and DBs. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, like that's who dresses nice because that's the position. It's well, always, but it's they've always carried themselves like that. No, I don't know. Michael Irvin, Deion Sanders, they've always carried themselves like that. Don't know before he ever touched a football. Deion Sanders was Deion Sanders. Do not let him get away with that bullshit. F- Billy White Shoe Sims. But Deion Sanders was more like what 
you had on, but he had a whole bunch of expensive jewelry. That that's the difference. Like he he wasn't. Deion Sanders literally dressed like MC Hammer. I thought they were the same person until I was like four. Well, that's your fault for not being able to distinguish it. Differentiate. But they dress the same. <laughs> like, no, Deion Sanders had a, a finger wave in his head with three parts in his side. Don't let him get away with this bullshit. Joe Namath wore that bullshit-ass jacket. No, it's it's bull. That part yeah. is bullshit. Yeah. Um, but I, I think what he's talking about more now is... It, it, it's being more focused on more than anything. Like, like it's kind of like... Oh, the media is paying more attention to it. More yes. people do it. Absolutely. Yeah, and, Absolutely. and the, the only thing I can kind of see where he's talking about with, like, the owners and Masons and shit, mm. as, as we've seen, and, you know, people don't play stupid. You know, if you play stupid, don't ever talk to me um, about this uh, subject. Who are the kind of people that are basically having, like, this weird fetish-type behavior? What kind of people are they mainly? Like, describe them. You describe them, nigga. Don't do that to me. Caucasian million, uh, multimillionaires mm. are the ones that, that are having all these, like, weird fetishes and shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see that because, like, like, I'm telling you, like, even though we have no evidence of any of the current, I guess, like, you know, these uh, these team owners or whatever, um, having this kind of behavior, but I'm pr- I'm pretty sure... Out of the 32, there's probably quite a handful that if you were to really talk to them behind doors, they might. I mean. But I'm saying it, it is kind of a reach on his behalf. But yeah. but at the same time, I'm also going to, I guess, play devil's advocate. And I'm going to say, you know what? He might be onto something. But I, I just think he just has to choose his words more carefully. Oh, he's on something. <laughs> um, lastly, yeah. October is LGBTQ History Month. Mm-hmm. The NFL plays were Pink Vet Month. Stay woke. Um, they want you to think breast cancer, but they show you they don't care much about women. Look at the treatment of domestic violence issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I said, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it, it's kind of like I would say that part is not bullshit. Yeah. And it's, what's interesting is, you know, Larry Johnson had like a domestic violence case, mm-hmm. which he completely acknowledged. Yeah. When he. Yeah. He owned having, up to it because people tried to they tried to dunk on him on Twitter. He was like, mm-hmm. no, I did that. And look at all the things I did after. Um, to show remorse, like look at the interviews I did. Look at the foundations I was a part of. Like you can drudge that up, but I literally yeah, did he, the work. He, he owned up to it. Yeah, so yeah, he owned up. To yeah, it. Um, I mean, it sucks he did that, but at the same time, you know, he he's showing real change that he don't want to you know do that behavior ever again. Whereas mm-hmm. some people they're just gonna give a bullshit dog and pony statement and they're just gonna go about life and you know and they're gonna treat it like they're the victim. Like he's not playing victim. He's like, look, yeah, I did it. I fucked up. Okay, thank you. Like move on um but like i said that's what i'm saying like, i was looking at the tweets and you know there's some stuff where it's kind of cringeworthy but there's some stuff it, it kind of does get you thinking it's kind of like you know he may be onto something oh again he's on something <laughs> um but, so, I, but I, don't, I don't think he's that wrong i, I will say that i mean I, he's more wrong than he's right but I, I just think like in the future you know we may want to revisit this again speaking mm-hmm. of black men whose words seem to be riling up the masses. Ooh, good segue. Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. Dave dropped his newest special on Monday on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw it. You I did saw too. it. Yeah. Um, you know, I thought it was fine. I thought there were things that were very funny. I thought there were things that weren't funny. Um, what I didn't think was funny is something that seemed to really upset a lot of people. Um, and that was... Basically, the conversation he was having about the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And again, like I don't have with comedians, I don't have much of a problem with the things that they say. I can acknowledge that, like, you know, they they have creative license. Um, but sometimes it's just not funny. And I didn't think the stuff about getting in the car, I just didn't think it was funny. See, I'm opposite. I thought that was pretty funny. What was funny about it? It's just kind of like, I guess the way you describe it, you're just kind of like, even though it's kind of fucked up, but you're just kind of like, oh shit, like. I didn't think it was accurate, is the thing. I was like, Ooh, I was like yeah, oh, okay. That, that was I my mean, thing. Like, yeah, okay, well. I was, I was like, it's, no, stop, I, stop sucking your teeth. Just no, no, say no, it. No, well, I'm just saying, I guess it's not. What was, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Like, it's not, obviously, it's not statistically accurate, mm-hmm. but. Saying like, you know somebody like that in each of those groups? Yeah. I don't because I don't think that's offensive. He's like, no, I can I, I know a lesbian who is like this. Like I know mm-hmm. a gay man or who is like this. I know mm-hmm. a bisexual person who is like this. Mm-hmm. I just didn't think it was funny. Like I wasn't bothered or offended or oh my god, how could he say this? Yeah. I was just like, I don't find that funny. Um the school shooter thing was funny and sad. Yeah. Like <laughs> I was like, oh, he's so right, and it's it's really sad. Um you know, I I thought that the 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 f word n word thing, mm-hmm. I thought that was really interesting. But somebody was like, I wonder if what Dave would have said if that lady said, okay, but I'm not an f word. Like, I wonder how the conversation goes then. But I don't know if the conversation was really the conversation they had. Mm-hmm. But I think that Dave Chappelle is, you know, for us thinking about college, thinking about Chappelle's show, like that was. Like transformative and generational and so interesting for us, um, you know, he took time away because he didn't want to be laughed at. He wanted to be laughed with. Yeah, you know, he, he and, got he got tired of the bullshit. But I also think that at this stage, in a lot of ways, he's a bitter comedian who wants the freedom to say things and doesn't want to be criticized for it. Um, and a lot of people are like that, mm-hmm. you know. And and again, my biggest thing is not. Then I got to keep repeating this. I wasn't offended. How got to be offended? It wasn't about me, but yeah. I wasn't offended. I just didn't think it was funny. But overall, I thought the show was. Yeah, funny. no, the show okay. was awesome. I I, I kind of took away from it uh, for the whole thing. I, I just kind of feel like I felt that he was like like he, he was kind of saying the mindset of where I guess. Maybe a lot of people who aren't really speaking out like kind of how they feel. Mm-hmm. Like I, I kind of feel like you know maybe there's some people out there that they kind of feel like okay like yes this stuff is bad but this bullshit's gone far enough like you know what where do we where do we stop with this like you know what what where you know with, with everything like you know he mentioned uh, what is it like um, he mentioned I guess like the Me Too and there's been some conversations out there where you know there's some people where obviously um you know if you're doing some bullshit like that like if you're sexually harassing people like you know there's no place for that whatsoever like but i i, I feel like uh, like and then you see on twitter there's a lot of people out there who are just kind of saying like okay we understand this me too but you know when's enough enough kind of thing and i, I guess it's just kind of like with every little thing and then i think um i i, I don't remember if you addressed it or not like you know like with the no i don't think he did with like false accusations i don't think but i i, I kind of feel like he was kind of like that person that was kind of was saying shit that a lot of people want to say but can't afford to say Uh because you know obviously dave Chappelle's a millionaire he's very successful and i think no matter what he says no one's gonna cancel him like hey cancel culture is not real um (laughs) nobody's who's actually been canceled besides nate parker 
I, I don't think I you mean, can name a person who's really been canceled. What about Kevin Spacey? Kevin Spacey's a, a rapist. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That's, not, that's yeah. not being canceled. That's going to prison. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, but I mean, but didn't he beat one charge or something? I think I think one of them he did. Yeah, so. Um, but again, Kevin Spacey's not canceled. Yeah. He, he's not on one show. We're going to see another Kevin Spacey movie. Like, <laughs> cancel, but. Yeah. Yeah, they, I mean, it, nobody's been canceled. Nate Parker got canceled, and that's it. Because mm-hmm. the Kevin Spacey thing's not even a year old. So you can't say he's been canceled because. Is it anybody old? Mel Gibson wasn't canceled. Mel Gibson's putting out new stuff right now. Yeah, that's true. He, what what cancel culture is 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 take a red shirt mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and we'll see and we'll see you back on the field in a year. That's what cancel culture is. Yeah, um, that's true. Yeah, so yeah, you know, it's it's whatever. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, overall, I, I I did I did enjoy the special. I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what I do think is bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's like, when you tell somebody, oh, you can't get mad at this, you clicked on my face. It's like, no, like, if you put something out there for the people to consume, it can be criticized. Like, we have to, that, that's just what it is. True. Like, we don't, uh, we don't have, like, we have a podcast. Yeah. They we don't have don't, to listen. But we are, we would be idiots if we went cherry picking on who's allowed to listen to this. Yeah, absolutely. No. You know what I'm saying? Like Yeah, anybody can listen. I but hate when like like our podcast has mm-hmm. uh This thing get lower. Of all yeah, I think you might have done something to it. I, I haven't touched nothing. Okay, be careful. Um <laughs> Okay, that's good. I was like I so, yeah. almost like touch my damn face in your yeah. desk. So uh <clears throat> what our uh in iTunes. Mm-hmm. We have all five-star reviews and one four-star review. Okay? Okay. Our four-star review is from, like, the first month or so, and it's because uh, we needed better equipment. Yeah. And that's it, right? Yeah. So. Makes sense. On um on the Torch, mm-hmm. so on, on Wade's uh, podcast. Yeah. There's, like, it has, it's, it has pretty good reviews, but every once in a while, there's that one-star review. And that just happens when you pop it. Mm-hmm. And and it's just reasons. One of them, he got a three star review because of me one time. He was like, "Wait, I love you." That guy Cameron is unlistenable. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit!" I can see but, that. But the thing is, that's still somebody consuming the content. Yeah, I don't believe that people saw that and said, "Well, I'm not going to listen because of Cameron." It was a guy with his opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, and it's worth having. Like, yeah, you know, exactly. That's how you yeah. feel? I mean, I think more eyes on what you do is always going to help. And. That's the price of success. That's the cost of success. Mm-hmm. You get criticized. Yeah, I mean, you're going to get criticized now. Does he have to listen to it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like like with us, like if people were to criticize and be like, oh, fuck this, I'm still going to fly these fucking jokes off. Like, you're not going to stop Absolutely me. Absolutely getting this shit off. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm just going to be like, okay, and, you know, mm-hmm. well, you know, if you want to do this, go do, you know, if you can do this better, then, you know, hey, I'll step back. <laughs> All right, let's get to it. Yeah. Are you, are you ready for this? I am ready. Are you sure? Yes. Are you prepped? Yes. Peanut, what movie did you watch I don't even this remember week? The, I don't remember the title. I just know some, sure of the, some of the Johnsons. That's all I know. You know some Johnsons in there, huh? Uh, <laughs> I, just, I just know it had to do something with the Johnsons. So somebody posted that bullshit. Um, I don't even know how you say it, but... It's essentially like what is this like Sko Two Pana or some bullshit like that, whatever language that is. But it's basically um, 
somebody I, got fucking bored and wanted attention, but yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know how to cut, start a conversation, and I don't just want to say thoughts, so let me post this in a foreign language. But it was just a picture from a movie, and it was a movie that I had never seen, right? So I'm looking at the quote tweets and the comments, and they're all kind of like, yo, this movie scarred me. Yo, don't watch this shit. Yo, avoid this at all costs. So, I was like, yo, we need to watch this shit. I read uh, the Wikipedia entry, and then I was really like, yo, we need to watch this shit. So, there's a movie called The Strange Thing About the Johnsons. Yeah. It's an independent movie from 2011. The movie rings in at exactly but at 29 minutes, so just under 30 minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> you're so mad. So, um... It's on YouTube for free, so mm. you guys should watch it if you haven't seen it. Um, yeah, cut this podcast off right now, watch the movie, and then turn it back on. Again, the strange yeah. thing about the Johnsons. Um, if you're bored enough, watch that 30 minutes of bullshit. Yeah, strange thing about the Johnsons. So, um, <laughs> should I just uh, should I run through the plot of the movie? Sure, go should for I, it. Because I don't want to give my 100% accurate retelling, because I don't want this to be fun yet. Um, so... Hell, I could just read the Wikipedia entry. Do you want me to talk about? Do you want me to at least talk about the opening scene? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Okay, wanna, here's the thing. All right. Um, Sidney Johnson, an acclaimed poet, accidentally interrupts his 12 year old son Isaiah masturbating, which is fucked up because that's my name. He apologizes and reassures him that the act is natural. Sidney does not realize that Isaiah has been masturbating to a photograph of him. 14 years later, during Isaiah's wedding reception, Isaiah's mother, Joan, discovers Isaiah about to perform fellatio on a distressed Sydney. While Joan's in the shower, Sydney leaves a typed memoir under his pillow, Cocoon Man, Confessions by Sydney Johnson, which chronicles the years of sexual abuse that he has endured at the hands of his son. Isaiah discovers the memoir before Joan can, uh, before Joan can see it, and confronts Sydney telling him he'll burn the memoir and warning him not to make more. While Sidney's taking a bath, Isaiah breaks down the locked door and assaults Sidney. Joan hears the struggle, but raises the volume of the television. Mm -hmm. Isaiah climbs off his father, adjusting his pants. The next day, Sidney removes a copy of Cocoon Man from underneath the floorboards and attempts to leave the house with it, leading to another confrontation with Isaiah. Sydney runs into the street where he is struck and killed by a van. After Sydney's funeral, Joan asks Isaiah why Sydney cried for hours in the bathroom after Isaiah's prom, after Isaiah's prom night ten years prior. Their argument escalates into a physical fight, and Joan kills Isaiah with a fire iron. She throws Cocoon Man into the fire. So the first thing I want to say is, I, I think. Me reading that to you does not do this movie justice. No, it doesn't. It is way more visceral. Um, and I want to say this before mm-hmm. you get your shit off. Mm-hmm. The guy playing Isaiah, the adult son, he fucking killed it. I've never seen somebody look so dead in the eyes. He was a menace. Like, I always tell you, I love horror movies, but horror movies don't actually scare me. This is the type of stuff that I find scary because he literally like his dad was his slave. Um, yeah, he was. 
the, the kid was just, and the way he talked to him, like with that force, the way he was abusing him psychologically was amazing. Um, the guy playing the dad was, I've never seen somebody play defeated the way that he did. Yeah. Um, just the, like, the joy of being a parent that you saw in that first scene, like the way he's trying to explain to his son that this is normal, like trying to comfort him through it, yeah. is just great. And then the rest of the movie, he is just dead. Oh my goodness. And then like the flip, um the flip from the mom to where after she discovers them, which again, her them saying in the Wikipedia entry that she saw him performing fellatio on him, that doesn't you have to see them celebrating the wedding. You have to see them taking the photo, the wedding picture where his dad is just oh framed, yeah, and then he's whispering to him to smile and grabs his ass, like you, and then it cuts to them, like basically they're in like a, a fenced off area, and she mm. sees this through a hole in the fence and has yeah. to gather herself. Like incredible, um. So, so, yeah, I'll step back for a second. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on the movie? I thought it was a bunch of bullshit. I hate it. <laughs> like, here, here's what, like, I'm watching this thing, and I guess it wasn't until that scene that you mentioned where they're taking that wedding photo, and, you know, he grabs his ass. That's when I finally realized, like, wait a fucking minute. Because, like, I saw the picture, and I guess it didn't really dawn on me. I was like, okay, it's a man, but I guess it didn't really dawn on me, like, it was a younger version of his dad, like, when his dad in his younger days, mm-hmm. that he's jerking off to. And then once I see that, I was like, oh, no. Like, the fuck? And then you see that shit. And then, like, when they're at dinner and they're eating dinner and he's over there, like, trying to play footsie. He's, like, almost trying to, like, rub his dick with his foot and shit. Bro. And it's like, what in the fuck? Like, with everybody there. Like, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, I'm just sitting here. I'm watching this shit. Like, I remember I watched it that night. You posted. I was like, you know, I went to bed early. It's like, you know, I'll watch this shit. I'm in bed. I'm watching this shit and I'm just mad as fuck, like. You know, I, the, the only, one of the things I could think, I was like, there's no way, like, I was like, this, there's no way in hell, like, to me, like, the movie's bullshit, because I'm like, there's no way in hell an able-bodied minority is gonna let their son do that shit to them. Like, if I had a son and he tried doing that shit, he would, he would cease to exist. Like, he's dead yeah. on the spot. And I, <laughs> like, well, that yeah. shit ain't happening. Well, uh, well so, again... <sighs> I think that it's a 29-minute movie, mm-hmm. right? One of the coolest things they did, like, all this happens without you ever seeing anything. Like, there's no nudity. Yeah. Nothing like that. You don't see penetration, Yo, none of that. You the, hear the sounds. The bathtub when he... Oh, okay, so this is another thing. It talks about him breaking into the bathtub mm-hmm. and raping his dad, right? Yeah, and you hear that. But, but this is the thing. Him being him doing it one because the door was locked. Mm-hmm. Number two, this the visual of him getting up in because this is New Year's, so yeah. he's in a suit, and you see him get off of his dad, but he's still fully clothed, and he gets out the bathtub with his clothes wet. Yeah, it's fucking insane! Oh my god, like a horror movie. Uh, you're getting too excited about this right no, now. You no, need no, to calm down. I, I, no, I am. <laughs> you're like, making me nervous a little genuinely, bit. Genuinely, like because it, uh, there's a conversation you and I had beforehand, mm-hmm. and I, I think it has to be said. Like none of this is. It wasn't sexual. 
like rape isn't a sex act. Rape's a power act. Mm-hmm. Um, now, was he attracted to his father? Absolutely. But yeah. like the okay, you guys will see the cover art for this show. Yo, the way the mom could not get him to stop looking at his dad. Oh my She had to keep turning his head, yeah. The most interesting thing about it is the son, I think, believes that he was in love with his dad. Yeah. Well, um, right at the end when he was like, you can never love him yo, the way I did. When he, yeah. When, when they're having that argument with the mom, yeah. But even before that, mm-hmm. when his dad's trying to leave the house with the uh, with the story, mm-hmm. um, when he's telling him that like he's in a loveless marriage, it's like, dude, like it's because of you. Yeah. Like you caused all this. His wife knew. The reason I know his wife knew mm-hmm. is because when he was like, hey, I'm just going to stay and help clean up. That's a super normal act for you to for you to stay and help your parents clean up their house after a New Year's thing. She did not want to leave him there alone. Like she knew something was going on. Yeah. Yo, what a fucking movie, man. But that like, mom wasn't shit for not doing anything. Speaking what, of. What, 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 no, no, no. But let's flip that around, though. OK. The mom thought that her husband was raping her son. That's the thing. That makes sense. That's the thing. So you're right. She's not shit for not speaking up, mm-hmm. but she thought it was something different. Like she Which makes that want, even worse. Yes, it's still bad. Yeah, it's, it's still terrible. Yeah, but like, oh, we we also have this. And again, this is a white writer and a white director. It has to be. So it has to be for this I, bullshit. But, but the reason I say that, I, they've told me that these are the type of movies that he makes. Like this is his thing so i don't think that he was making an assumption or acknowledgement of a black family i I don't think he was projecting onto that however he's probably projecting his own feelings well maybe but um, that's 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 when you do shit like that you're normal like and you you put out bullshit like that you're normally projecting i don't think that's fair i don't think the guy who wrote friday the 13th wants to put on a hockey mask and kill a bunch of kids yeah you never know but i but i don't think we can assume that like i don't think the guy who wrote soul plane wants to make terrible movies I don't think that. <laughs> really? That's yeah, fucking horrible, though. Yes, um, exactly. But I don't know. The nigga that wrote Fern Gully doesn't love the environment, and he just wanted to get his shit off. But, 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 <laughs> just this, again, I give the the two uh, lead male actors so much credit. Like They did a good job. The dad yeah. is, even the little boy, like, because he kept asking his dad if he masturbated. Like, he kept asking him. Yeah. And just, like, the way he looked at... My God. Guys, it's a very uncomfortable movie. I love you, Dad. It's... Yo. I was just like... It's a very, very uncomfortable movie. Yeah. Um, I still think you should watch it. <laughs> like, I... If you, if you got, if you got 30 minutes to just fuck off that you don't mind ever getting back again, watch this movie. Yo. I think I hit by that van on purpose. He did. He jumped in front of it. Like, there's no reason to run out into the street. You yeah, run down the uh, sidewalk. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah no, I mean, I, 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 I knew that he killed someone on purpose because I guess he, he in his mind, yeah. he was he's tired of going through that shit. And he said, I'd rather fucking die than keep getting fucked in the ass yeah. by my kid. So the thing that's lost mm-hmm. is um, the mom, well, she knew because she asked him about prom night. Yeah. And guys, when she comes to ask her son about prom night, he's putting on his dad's clothes. He, he's in a mirror, but he also has a picture of his dad 
in his clothes and he's putting on the same outfit. Mm-hmm. Like, what a fucking trip. Oh, my God. Okay, okay, okay. That's enough. That's enough. We're done. Yes, thank God. <laughs> Peanut, you know what this means, right? What does it mean? You weren't ready to have this conversation. <laughs> yeah, okay. I don't think anybody. I don't think, I don't think anybody's ever ready oh to have this kind God. of conversation. The strange thing about the Johnsons, you can find it on YouTube. If you've seen it and you listen to this, I know what these comments are going to look like on Twitter this week. Yep. If not, watch it and let's... Let let the jokes fly. Conversation. Yeah. Um, guys, last couple of days to vote for the South Congress podcast as your favorite local podcast in Austin. Um, go to austinchronicle.com. Make sure you vote for us. Um, we'd love to win that and get more ears and eyes on the content. Um, coming up this week, South Congress Monday, Goose Down Wednesday. I just want to tell stories. Episode six. Um, really fun episode with a really cool playwright. So that's going to be a fun time. Mm-hmm. Uh, video treatment will be Friday. Um, Peanut and I are going to go enjoy the rest of our Labor Day weekend with a bunch of mimosas. That's what I got. What else you got? I have my words of wisdom before we get out of here. He has words. Yeah, of wisdom. They're words. Yeah, they're words of wisdom because it's going to keep everybody out of trouble. And it's going to make your life, you know, to where... Oh, everybody except us. <laughs> well, because, because again, no. Because I, I follow my words of wisdom and, you know, I don't look like, you know, uh, Kimbo Slice who hasn't eaten yet. So, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, um, R.I.P. Kimbo. I'll fight you now. I have now. a do-rag on and my beard might be a little unkempt. Yeah. Just uh, get, get your shit off. Yeah. Uh, so, guys... Just because you cash out these women doesn't mean they owe you shit. Okay? That's what you got? Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Just stop cash apping random women just because they look nice. Okay? They don't owe you nothing. And they're not going to give you nothing out of it. Hope I mean, if they do, they do. But, you know, for the most part, don't expect anything if you're just randomly cash apping them money. That's all I got to say. You know, it'll keep your wallet better and it'll keep your mental health better as well. I don't think I have any words of wisdom this week. Um... You never do. That's pretty true. Um, I guess the only thing I'd say is... um, Oh, and also, if you're you're in the Austin area, um, come out to Veterans Memorial uh, Stadium in uh, in Del Valley, Texas, to watch us play Fleurville Connolly. I think we start at 7.30. Um, We're looking to go 2-0. And again, we got a squad. So it'll be something nice. Oh, one thing I also forgot to mention as well. We have a turnover chain. You have a turnover chain? We do. And it's fucking dope. It's like this, like a uh, big thing has like a big old cardinal. And so um, we have a freshman who starts varsity. Um, he's six three, about two seventy five. And uh, I think in the second or third series of the game, he caused a fumble and recovered it. And when they put the turnover chain on him, this this kid, he, they they're getting hype over this shit. And we, I think we got about two or three turnovers after that shit happened. So it's definitely working. There's my words of wisdom: encourage <laughs> the babies. Yeah. Encourage the babies, support the babies. Yes. Um, be honest with the babies. And um, stay away from them on prom night. Mm-hmm. South Congress <laughs> Podcast, episode 78. My name is Cameron. And I'm Isaiah. And we're out. Bye. Want to support the show? Want a specific topic, comic, show, or movie discuss? Supporting the South Congress Podcast on Patreon allows you to dictate the conversation. Visit patreon.com slash Seahawk for details on how you can support and guide the show.